Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Mac Hoops Shootaround Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Sachs. Well, it is so exciting to finally be here. We are in the college basketball season after so much turmoil and change and the cancellation of the end of last basketball season with no NCAA tournament, all the conference tournaments being shut down, the MAC included. We finally have college basketball back. I hope you all had a very nice, happy, and safe Thanksgiving holiday. And well, now that it is December, that fully means that we are in the college basketball season and the season kicking off with the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And really, that made my Thanksgiving so much happier, so much more exciting when you could turn your TV on and see college hoops. So great, but let's get into it. This podcast focuses on the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference and its 11 members, both the men's side and the women's side. So we will start things off with the five men's basketball games so far over the first five days of the season. And the biggest performance so far belongs to that of the St. Peter's Peacocks, who played in the two-game tournament at St. John's in the Lapchick tournament. And the Peacocks going one and one there, but just one point away from winning the whole thing and being 2-0 at this point in the season. In the opener, the Peacocks losing to the St. John's Red Storm 76-75, but the Peacocks had a four-point lead with less than 30 seconds to go, but it was the Red Storm's Vince Cole who had a layup to pull within two. Then after a St. Peter's turnover, Cole again nailing the game-winning three-pointer with eight and a half seconds left to give the Red Storm the one-point victory for St. Peter's. Casey Nadefo, 16 points, seven rebounds, Three blocks and three steals. Daryl Banks III had 13 points in 19 minutes. St. Peter's followed that up the following day with a 62-51 win over LaSalle. After a slow start, the Peacocks opened up the game specifically in that second half. The Peacocks, the slow start probably attributable to the Heartbreaking loss the day before at the hands of the hosts, St. John's. And Fusine Drame, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 3 steals in the win over LaSalle over the Explorers. All three of those stats either tying or setting career highs. St. Peter's, this is a team that exceeded expectations a season ago. They finished second at 16 and or at 14 and 6 in the conference, but they were picked ninth last season and they finished second. They were slotted in a tie for third place with Monmouth this season. So trying to prove that last season was not a fluke and head coach Shaheen Holloway certainly doing that, taking it to St. John's, nearly winning at Carneseca Arena against the hosts in the tournament. And now, of course, St. John's, not the Villanovas of the Big East Conference, but still a Big East foe and the name of St. John's. Uh, very impressive for St. Peter's to be right there 
on the doorstep of picking up that win and then showing the resilience to bounce back the following day and pick up a double-digit victory over LaSalle. Certainly impressive for the Peacocks in their first two games of this season. Now, let's look elsewhere around the MAC. Quinnipiac picking up an 84-66 win over Fairleigh Dickinson. Five Bobcats in double figures in this one. A very balanced scoring attack for Baker Dunleavy's squad. Seth Pinckney and Savion Lewis each with 12 points. And then a trio of Bobcats right behind them with 11 apiece. So a nice team win for Quinnipiac. Then Providence getting the better end of Fairfield, 97-56. to uh, a pair of stags in double figures with Jalen Leach and Taj Benning each scoring 10 points. And finally, to round out the men's basketball action, Iona falling to Seton Hall 86-64 to in the debut of Hall of Famer Rick Pitino on the sidelines for the Gales. A tale of two halves in this one. The Gales led by two at halftime, 37-35. But the second half, a completely different story. The Pirates outscoring the Maroon and Gold 51-27. to But at one point, it was a 50-18 to advantage in the second 20 minutes. So the Pirates certainly dominating the Gales over the closing 20 minutes of action in that one. But for Patino, you have to remember that this is a team that is pretty much all – brand new and everyone learning to play with each other. What types of tendencies do th does each team made have? And uh, just four players returning from last year's team and two of them were sidelined for this game. So the only two that played for Patino were Isaiah Ross and Dylan Von Eich. Now Ross leading the way with a very impressive 23 points four three pointers for Ross and a lot of expectations for him uh, receiving preseason MAC honors. And Ross, definitely a great showing there. But for Iona, perhaps playing a little bit above where they should be in the first half, taking that lead against Seton Hall. But then in the second half, everything kind of just fell apart for the Gales. And you're going to see that inconsistency for a lot of teams in the early going. Again, no. Uh, exhibition games for any of these clubs. So this is the first time that they're being able to match up against another opponent. Uh, so definitely uh, a, a lot of kinks to work out for all the teams around the MAC. Now over on the women's side so far in the first five days, there were seven contests and uh, a mixed bag of results around the MAC. Quinnipiac, Probably the best showing so far. They're one and one on the season with a 71 to 65 win over Providence. And it was Rose Caverly matching a career high with 20 points. Michaela Morris added 17, and Mackenzie DeWeese having a career best 14 rebound performance in that victory. Now, then they took on another Big East foe in Villanova, but the Bobcats falling in that one, 63 to 60. Villanova opened the game with an 11-0 run and Quinnipiac, that was just too big of a hole for the Bobcats to dig out of. Mackenzie DeWeese did follow uh, up her 14 rebound performance with a nice double-double of 16 points and 11 boards. So Quinnipiac right there 
to try to get to 2-0, but ultimately falling in that one against a pair of Big East rivals. And we see a lot of that around the MAC, the Iona men, the uh, St. Peter's men, and then Quinnipiac there taking on Big East teams. Now, Villanova also took on Ryder, but uh, that game had a little bit of a different story with the Wildcats winning 70-37. Ryder held to just five points in the first quarter and six points in the third quarter. This is a Ryder team that has lost a lot of offensive output from a season ago. You lose Stella Johnson. You lose Amari Johnson. You lose Leia Favre. So Lynn Milligan seeing the offensive struggles of this young rider team. And that was also on display in the Bronx second game of the season in which they fell to Drexel 62-49. to Again, outscored in the second quarter of this one, 21-10. to so for Ryder, definitely a rebuilding season after their 18-2 and performance a season ago. Now, uh, <clears throat> switching over to St. Peter's, staying in New Jersey, and the Peacocks picking up a 69-64 to overtime victory over local rival NJIT. St. Peter's scored the first nine points of the game. This was a seesaw game, though as then NJIT scored 23 in that second quarter. Back and forth throughout the contest, NJIT tying the game with 17 seconds left to force overtime, but the Peacocks ultimately prevailing in this one. And how about Taya Thornton with a triple-double, 15 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 steals, getting it done on the defensive end, getting it done on the glass, getting it done on the offensive end as well. And then Aja Jones with 13 points and 10 rebounds for a double-double of her own. Now, finally, rounding out the trio in New Jersey, Monmouth falling to Rutgers 82-38. to The Hawks held to just four points in the second quarter and eight points in the third quarter. A disappointing loss, but this is a very good Rutgers team that has its sights set on doing damage in the NCAA tournament. When we get down to that time in March, we're only at the opening weekend, so still a lot of basketball left to be played. And finally, a pair of New York schools in action. Iona taking on Army, but falling to the Cadets. 67-252, Juana Chameleon leading the way for the Gales with 19 points in this one. The Gales trailed by two at halftime, but then were outscored 40-27 to in that second half. But the majority of that came in the final five and a half minutes of the contest. This was just a two-point game with five minutes and 40 seconds remaining. This is a trend that we have seen from Iona the last few years in which the Gales have been right in the game until right about the midway point of the fourth quarter. And then the wheels start to fall off. They start to get tired and their opponent pulls away in the end. That's exactly what happened in this game at Army. And finally, the last game of the opening five days of this season, Niagara with a 75-63 to victory over Mercyhurst University. The Purple Eagles jumped out to a 28-10 to lead in this one. Angel Parker leading the way with 21 points and five rebounds. So 
Two teams have played two games so far, Quinnipiac splitting their first two games, Ryder dropping each of their first two opening contests. Now, we are going to take a page out of the hockey playbook here, and we're going to pick three stars of the week. Hockey does it, three, three stars of the games. We're going to do three stars of the week. My first star belongs to Taya Thornton with her triple-double of 15 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 steals in the overtime victory over NJIT. An impressive start to this season for the Peacocks, who are looking to surprise a lot of teams this season. We know that we knew that they could score last season. That was a given. But it was on the defensive end that they needed to improve, and those 11 steals for Thornton certainly proving that at least in their season opener, a, a good start on the defensive end for the Peacocks. Now we're going to stay with St. Peter's for our second star in Fusine Drame with his 19.8 rebound, three steal performance in the win over LaSalle. All three of those stats either tying or setting career highs for Drame and an impressive win for St. Peter's after suffering the heartbreaking loss the day before to St. John's, picking up that first win of the season. And finally, the third star of the week, Mackenzie DeWeese with a career-high 14 rebounds against Providence, and then following that up with a 16-point, 11-rebound, double-double performance in the close loss to Villanova. But, of course, while it's been great having all of these games underway and the season taking shape, COVID-19 definitely having an impact on the first few days of the season. We've seen 10 cancellations between both the men and women so far. Six on the women's side, four on the men's side. The closest impact of COVID-19 in the MAC has been on the Manhattan women's basketball team where there was a positive test result among one of the team's top tier one groups, which consists of the student athletes, the coaches, and the support staff. So the program forced to halt all basketball activities uh, for a little while until we can they can rectify that one positive test and I'm sure that they will be itching to get back to the action. So, of course, this is the first podcast here. We're going to switch gears a little bit here. We're going to look at some of the key returners and also key departures from the MAC from last season to this season. And a little bit of a preview for the upcoming season as, of course, no conference games so far. They will get underway in about 10 days. So an early December start to conference play this season. But let's look at some of the big returners. On the men's side, it's a pair of Siena Saints that have my attention in player of the year, Jalen Pickett, and his teammate, Manny Camper. The two of them catapulting. Siena to a 15-5 and record in a regular season championship a season ago, looking to continue their dominance around the conference this season. On the women's side, meanwhile, it is 
Three players that have my eye. Lou Lopez, Senechal, the preseason player of the year from the Fairfield Stags. And then a pair of Manhattan Jaspers, Emily LaPointe, the reigning rookie of the year, and Courtney Worley. Two big reasons why Heather Volen's squad was picked as the preseason favorite on the women's side. But of course, as those star players are returning to their squads, several departures from the Mac, Iona losing EJ Crawford and Tawan AG to all Mac honorees last season, both of them graduating and moving on. And a pair of Quinnipiac Bobcats have my attention as well. Rich Kelly and Kevin Marfo uh, Bobcat nation saying goodbye to those two stars. And on the women's side, it's a trio of players from the top two teams from a season ago, Ryder saying goodbye to Stella Johnson, Amari Johnson, and Alea Favre. So much talent, so much rebounding uh, ability on that trio right there. So uh, head coach Lynn Milligan having to replace a lot of talent. Of course, headlined by Stella Johnson, who made her presence known in the WNBA this past summer and fall, but uh, the presence also of Favre and Amari Johnson proving to be a, a big loss for Milgan and for Marist. It is the hand sisters, Grace Vander Whitey and Alana Gilmer that head coach Brian Georges had to say goodbye to more than 5,000 career points scored among his graduating seniors. But if anyone can bounce back from such a big graduation of seniors, it is Georges. I have confidence that he will have his team right back up there competing for another MAC championship. And finally, let's take a look at the week ahead. Let's preview some of the big games coming up around the MAC this season. Quinnipiac, Heading to Bubbleville at Mohegan Sun for a pair of games. So exciting. So much good talent and basketball taking part at the early season. Multiple team events. The MTEs. So much fun. And they, they're they part of what makes non-conference play so exciting at this portion of the season. Staying in Connecticut. Fairfield. Their Fairfield men taking on Hartford. The cross-state rivals there, so that should be a lot of fun to see. Now, jumping over to the women's side, three games that caught my eye. St. Peter's taking on St. John's, so we'll see if the Peacocks can move to 2-0 with that game. Quinnipiac taking on uh, local rival Fordham, so the Rams taking on the Bobcats there. And finally, the Canisius women will take on Buffalo. The cross-city rivalry there, the Golden Griffs residing within the confines of the city of Buffalo. So we know that Canisius has the Battle of the Bridge against Niagara, but an even closer rival here in Buffalo. That does it for the first episode of the Mac Hoops Shootaround Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Tell your friends 
about it. Tell everyone you know about this podcast. If they're interested in Mac Hoops, even in the slightest, this is going to be the place for all the latest news, scores, highlights, whatever is happening in the Mac, we will have it here. I am your host, Ian Sachs, signing off for the inaugural episode. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week.